right, golf's third major is this weekend. Can Phil do it? Can he do it? Can he pull off back-to-back at 50? Some book just took like a seven-figure bet, I read, on Phil. Is that right? Did I see that right? Somebody went in there, seven-figure, dropped a couple of commas and said, yeah, give me me lefty at like 40 to 1. I thought I saw that this morning. I'll I'll double-check. That's a big number, Carl. Oh, my God. Mod on. Well, I got a couple of horses out there. One of them's the one coming back from COVID. All right. He's got a point. Yeah, he's got a point to prove. You and Merck are going to give your pick. We'll do the show pick in a little bit. We got uh, one of the experts with us. He'll be all over the coverage. And it's great to have him because I think he's one of the most uh, entertaining and insightful golf commentators out there. And he's got the best accent on TV. David Faraday joins us uh, to get ready for the I was going to say, is Peter Ellis joining us? Well, Peter Ellis has a pretty damn good (laughs) accent, too, but I like David's better. David, what's up, man? Uh, Everything is up. It's fantastic. Thanks, guys, for having me on. It's got to be great to have fans back, right? Like in these galleries, to have people back as everything is sort of reopening. I mean, it just it adds extra juice to these tournaments, and these players have to feed off of it, don't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely, especially the U.S. Open. I mean, it feels, it feels like a major championship again. Absolutely. All right, so how is Tory set up? This is the first time since 08, if I'm not mistaken, the great Tiger uh, Rocco run in 2008. Give us a little lowdown real quick on uh, the course, what we should expect, and if it will be at all different in its playing style from 2008. Well, it's 7,650 yards long at sea level. And uh, if, you, if you hit it off the fairway, it's like trying to hack it off a dead llama. Um, <laughs> it's a typical U.S. open golf course, you know, where it's going to be long and hard. That's for sure. I don't think it's going to be a golf course where, you know, you can go with the Bryson DeChambeau method of just, like, rip it as far as you can and then try and get it on the green. Because the thing is, you know, if if you do miss the fairway, even even the layup shots just short of the green, you know, are uh, are very tight where, uh, you know, they've narrowed the fairways down in front of the green. So uh, I think it'll be someone who'll hit fairways that'll win this week. Does does Bryson care that it might not be? Could just let me just rip it and get it over all the trouble, and I'm going to do what I do. Like, does he even care? Will he still go out and just try to do that and expect to win? I I, I think he's smart enough that where you you won't see him hit driver everywhere here. Um, you, you know, I mean, he would he would like to go ahead and hit it everywhere. That's for sure. But uh, um, I, I think he's smart enough to to realize you know how narrow it is in front of the greens, and uh, you, you know it's one thing knocking it up there 150 yards short of the green in these enormously long par fours. But uh, w- when you can't hit the fairway even with your, your second shot, um, that makes a huge difference. Mm. David Faraday's our guest, uh, talking U.S. Open, be all over NBC's coverage. We love it. In this part of the country, when it's out west, we get primetime golf over the weekend for a major. It's Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Speaking of Bryson, I guess he turned down maybe uh, – an opportunity to play with Brooks. Uh, what's up with this rivalry? I mean, like, how real is it? And would that have been good for the weekend if they would have been paired together in the first two rounds? Um, you know, it's, for me, it's like listening to two fleas arguing about the dog that they think they own. Um, it's. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's good for the game. I mean, it's good fun. I think for for the rest of us, you know, to see, uh, you know, these two go at it. And, yeah, I mean, I would like to have seen them playing together purely from a, you know, a, a human point of view to see uh, whether or not one of them, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm picking Bryson in a, in a fight. Oh, sorry, I'm picking Brooks in a fight. Yeah. I think I probably would. T- Although Bryson's a pretty big dude. Is that just like a mentality thing over a physical yeah. thing? 
they're like a couple of silverbacks. <laughs> I don't. I going at it. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd mess with Brooks Kepka. I agree. No, no, he's a monster. All right, all right, you talked about it. You talked about being in the fairway. You talked about being greens and regulation. Uh, Colin Morikawa led the tour or is leading the tour this year in greens and regulations. He's twelve in fairways. Is that the combination <laughs> you're looking for? But he doesn't. Yeah. Does he have the distance the off the tee to be able to go ahead and match that? Yeah, he, he does. Uh, there's no question. I mean, there's a couple of guys that I really like this week. Colin Morikawa is one of them, and uh, Xander Shoffley is the other. He's a local boy. Um, he plays well in majors, uh, and, and he's played very well here at Torrey Pines in the past. You know, so uh, it's, you know, horses for courses. I, I think, uh, you know, Colin Morikawa has played very well in the West Coast. He's at home here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the other youngster that I think has got a great chance is Victor Hovland. Mm. I, you know, we talked about a million dollar bet being put on Phil Mickelson. I, I thought I saw that. Yeah, now, I'll, I'll double check. After the redesign, doesn't Phil Mickelson hate this version of the course? You know, um, I'm I'm not sure. He's still incredibly long. Phil really flexible and and uh, you know, kind of elastic. He's one of those VJ Singh sort of uh, swings where it, it, it's real long and real athletic. He can still get it out there, you know. And and of course, you know, from the thick rough around the greens, there's nobody better. So I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him. I, I mean, it would surprise me to see him win, but it wouldn't surprise me to see him contend. You know, get in, into the shakeup at least. Hmm. David, he's in better shape now than he was 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the pictures, it's, oh my heavens. it's kind of stunning. But like athletes, He had a little Colin Montgomery going on yeah. with him for a while oh, he there. Did. He, had little, the, yeah. he had the pair of moobs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, but like athletes at, at all levels, at all, in all sports, I mean, they really do train differently. They understand fitness. They understand diet probably more than anything better. So like, will it become more of a common occurrence where we see these guys – well into their 40s, maybe pushing 50, where they're competing and possibly winning major championships? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, the tendency has been over the last few years, uh, you know, where uh, you get guys like Rory McIlroy, who ended up ripped. Um, you get people like Adam Scott, who turns 40. I think he's 40 this year. Um, who's liable to contend. Uh, I think, you know, and Phil has shown you know, that it's entirely possible, you know, to get out there and, and win. I mean, Tiger has done the same thing. Yeah. Uh, all right, before we get a pick um, and a few other questions here, best guest ever uh, on Faraday on your show on the Golf Channel? Oh, boy, the best guest. That's a, that's a tough one. You know, I mean, uh, I... I, I would say Condoleezza Rice. Hmm. I just adored I, Condoleezza Rice. I just adored her. Um, you know, she was a talented figure skater, a concert pianist, and secretary of state. Yeah, uh, you know, all all from growing up in a, in a the era of segregation. Just an astonishing person. Yeah, she's pretty accomplished. Uh, toughest guest. Who was the hardest guest to interview? Larry David. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. I could totally yeah. see that. He's distracted all the time. <laughs> well, Larry, it was like interviewing a broken mirror. Um, you know, I'm I'm as paranoid and as 
you know, delusional as he is, you know, so that, but I, I mean, I really enjoyed it, but it was a tough one. Yeah, I bet you got to work hard in that one. Uh, okay, yeah. so you said you said Victor Hovland you like. I heard you mention Xander. Like, who who's the actual pick? Who wins this thing, David? Yeah, I, I think Xander, okay. um, for me, is the, is the favorite. Uh, as good as he is on this golf course, as good as he is in the West Coast, and, and as well as he has played, uh, you know, in major championships, I'd, I'd pick him. And I'm sitting here with Billy Walters, who is maybe the world's biggest sports gambler. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, Billy likes, uh, he kind of likes Xander as well. I kind of like it too, then, because Billy's about as successful as any of them. So that's a good little tidbit. Good nugget. Hey, does the South <laughs> African that won last week have a chance to win this week? Yeah, sure. You know, when you're in, in form like that, you know, sometimes it can carry over. Um, uh, and he has played amazingly in, in, in the last few events he's played in, uh, you know. So, yeah, sure. Uh, I'd give him a chance. All right, David, we'll be watching. Have a great week uh, out there, and you're the man. Thanks for joining us, all right? All right. Thanks, uh, Karma. Thanks, Jerko. Talk Thank to you. you. There's David Faraday from Golf Channel and NBC. Uh, I do love his voice. That show is great. That yeah. show's always not doing Faraday anymore, I guess. Um, that show always murking, like, never missed an episode. Uh, did he say, like, two two fleas arguing over who owns the dog? I mean, these guys, I don't know where they come up with them, but that yeah. was that was brilliant. Okay, so he thinks Xander, and Billy Walters like Xander. I'm going to go check the Xander odds right now. He's probably, what, 14, 15 to 1, yeah, I'm guessing? Yeah, he'd be in that group. Yeah. All right, he, who do you he, guys like? What I, do you, I'm, I'm John Rahm. You're John Rahm. And, uh, and he's not really a long shot, but I bet you can get him at 30 to 1 is uh, Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler? Scotty Scheffler. There you go. I kind of like that So Scheffler at 45 to 1. You know, I, I, I looked real quick at the stats and guys that, are, that can put, keep the ball in the fairway. The, uh, the, the PGA average is 60%, keeping the ball in the fairway. Morikawa is at 72%. He's also 12th in greens in regulation. I like in the U.S. About. Open, I like to keep both of those kind of into play. Yeah. Guys that are in the fairway, guys that are on the green. And at 7,600 yards, these guys are kind of accustomed to playing that kind of silly silly length. Yeah. So Morikawa yeah, in this type of test uh, is somebody that can't be overlooked. But, man, I like – I think John Rahm is motivated. I can get Xander at 20 to 1. John Rahm's the favorite, 10 to 1. All right, Merck, who do you like? Boy, I love Xander until they both picked him because now I'm, I'm nervous because – you hate going with the pick everyone's going with, right? I don't know that everyone is. I mean, Faraday and Billy sounds like our Billy Walters. Uh, all right, so I I love Xander. Uh, I'm I'm with Yurko and Scotty Sheffer as well. I kind of like that at, at 45, 40 to, 40 45 to, one. to 1. Yeah, That's a good uh, price. A couple other guys I like. Sam Burns at mm. 90 to 1. Look at you. Long shot. Uh, Gary Woodland, I believe, is 100 to 1. And Big hitter, the llama. Long. Lee, Lee Westwood is 125 to 1. Now, back in 2008, he finished third there, but I know yeah, it's a long time long ago. Time so. Long, long time so ago. So, I, I guess we have to discuss, uh, decide by the end of the show who we're going to go well, with. Let's make sure. Carm, what do you to. like? Um, I, I like what you said about Morikawa. He won a major out in California last year. It's his, like, right? It's his home state. I, I kind of like Morikawa. I could get on board with Chef, uh, with um, with Xander. I've picked Xander in a lot of these, figuring he's going to win one soon. Viking Scott's chiming in. If I could put his two picks in right now, sure, and uh, maybe get uh, Randy's kind of thoughts on that. He likes uh, 
Jason Cockrack. Yes, who doesn't like Jason and Cockrack? And Patrick Reed, or his two choices. Pa- Patrick Reed won there earlier this year. He's, I think, 28 to 1 or 23 to 1. Kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't love Cockrack, but I, I do love uh, no, Patrick Reed. Did I pronounce Cockrack. that wrong it's, when I said it's Cockrack? Not Cockrack. It's, it's, no, it's Cockrack. It's Cockrack. Yeah. Oh, I apologize. That's right. I thought you were Thank making you. it funny. No, no, no. Uh, I don't know. If we're, coming up after noon, remember, we have an extra 30 minutes. We're yes, going to we play the Sylvie Exchange with Matt Nagy on the Zoom. From yesterday, and we're still all trying to figure out what exactly Matt Nagy said. We'll be right back.